It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Can I tell you something? We did a little bit of uh, uh, some technological updates when it comes to the broadcasting of this show today. If you want to see what we're up to, make your way over to uh, wherever you download your apps on the iPhone or the Android or wherever, uh, and download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services, and on there you can do a number of things. Uh, what I'd invite you to look at first, of course, uh, is the news. We have here at KSL News Radio uh, a very deep bench. We have reporters who have come uh, to work here from this community, from all over the country. Uh, they, they are strong. They are some of the most uh, impressive news minds I have encountered in my career thus far, and they each day are combing through the goings-on here in the state of Utah to make sure that you are up to speed and you can find their work at the KSL News Radio app, both their uh, radio reports and the written descriptions of stories, all of it available there. Now, uh, that's there. In addition, you can, of course, of course, you can stream, you can listen to the radio program. We also have a video stream. So you can see what we're up to broadcasting from our various broadcast sites. Now, the big update I'm telling you about here is that we have installed uh, a little camera here in my guest bedroom. Uh, that's where I'm still broadcasting from here as we uh, continue to social distance. I think I'll be here for another uh, a few weeks or so and maybe moving back into the studio. Uh, but for the meantime, or in the meantime, uh, I'm still here. And if you want to see where I've been sitting for the past few months, uh, there's a camera here in the guest bedroom from Studio Lee. And uh, I just made that up. Is that all right? Help me with the name. 57500 is the text line if you've got a, a better suggestion for what to call uh, this guest bedroom studio of mine. Uh, the KSL News Radio text line, of course, brought to you by uh, the Utah Community Credit Union. So uh, that's that. Now, I want to turn my sights to Tulsa. Over the weekend, as you well know, you've heard it covered here on this station, you've heard it covered everywhere else, uh, and that is that President Donald Trump hosted uh, his first campaign rally, his first in-person campaign rally since the dawn of the coronavirus era. Yeah. Not sure if you got the crowd size that he was after. Not sure if the millions who uh, RSVP'd online actually showed up. But we'll get to that in a minute. We'll, we'll talk about crowd size. I know that's the big the thing that's making the headlines. But what I want you to hear right now is I want to hear I want you to hear exactly what the president had to say. So we're going to eat our vegetables first. We're going to listen to a bit of this rally. I want to share some of the uh, high points in my humble opinion from that rally, and then we'll talk about uh, you know the TikTok kids and the uh, the Twitter people and all of the organized efforts and AOC congratulating all those young people who sat sabotaged uh, the rally. But first, the rally itself, all right? So that's what's important. That's what happened. And if you are going to form real opinions uh, of the rally, you need to expose yourself to the rally itself, all right? So let's listen to a little bit of that, then we'll talk about TikTok. So uh, kicking things off, inside the rally, President Trump uh, cheered the people uh, who looked past media bias and COVID concerns uh, to attend. I've been watching the fake news for weeks now, and everything is negative. 
don't go, don't come, don't do anything today. It was like, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. You are warriors. Thank you. He also called out the media for criticizing the campaign for holding a rally while not applying the same criticism to protesters. When you see 25,000 people walking down Fifth Avenue or walking down a street of a Democrat-run city, you never hear them saying they're not wearing their mask. I know that's an easy point to make. And I've, I've, been, I've been resistant to, like, focusing too much of my time on highlighting the fact that there is this double standard, you know, where some folks are committing the egregious sin against the community and the population and America and civilization by going to the grocery store uh, without a mask and how that will be highlighted. Now, I, look, don't get me wrong. You should be wearing a mask, okay? You just got to do it. I do it, all right? Do it, do it, do it. And yet, when the protesters or those who are marching through the street doing whatever it is that they're doing, shouting for uh, change, there is very, very little mention or attention paid to the fact that they are shoulder to shoulder. Many are not wearing masks. They are shouting. And as silly as it sounds, we do know that shouting or even singing is uh, a practice that increases, increases the likelihood of transmitting the virus if you are a carrier. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm the only one here in this room because I do all kinds of shouting. If you check out the KSL News Radio app right now, you'll see me uh, bouncing around, ranting and raving as I make it through uh, each of these segments here on this program. But the point I'm making here is that there is a double standard, right? There is not much attention or not much criticism being leveled against uh, the, the protesters for their abandoning of these social distancing practices. And you might say to yourself, well, hey, well they're young and who knows, you know, you know the, the, the coronavirus doesn't impact them like it, in, it impacts the high risk. Well, we know that that's silly because some of them, uh, some of these protesters, some of these young, healthy folks are heading back, you know, to a multi-generational home or maybe uh, someone in their household or in their workplace or wherever they spend time is in one of these high risk groups. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not going to spend too much more time highlighting the hypocrisies here. But I will find, uh, in, in wrapping up this point, point out that here uh, in Utah, not too long ago, uh, state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn, she was asked about the protesters. Have we seen the spreading of the coronavirus amongst those who were participating in these demonstrations? The answer, emphatically, yes. To what degree? Not 100% certain, but the answer is yes. Okay, I'll come down. Moving on, President Trump in his rally from Tulsa told the audience the increase in testing was the primary cause for the increase in cases. When you do testing to that extent, you're going to find more people, you're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please. They test and they test. We got tests that people don't know what's going on. We got tests. We got another one over here. The young man's 10 years old. He's got the sniffles. He'll recover in about 15 minutes. That's a case. Add up to it. That's a case. That's a case. It's taken a number of years, but I, I'm starting to sort out. I'm starting to sort out sarcasm in the president. 
Now, I'm not going to excuse it for him. That sounded silly, right? Of course, he's not. You think he's really telling his administration to dial down the testing so that we're not reporting as many cases? I, I, I'm holding out some little semblance of hope that was a comment delivered uh, sarcastically. It has to be, right? It's got to be. I sure hope it was. I sure hope it was. If it was, it was funny. If it wasn't, it's terrifying. Uh, let's see. One la- Oh, here we go. Yeah, you got to hear this on statues. He criticized protesters for tearing down statues. The president did. The unhinged left-wing mob is trying to vandalize our history, desecrate our monuments, our beautiful monuments. Tomorrow, I'm going to spend some more time on on statues and monuments and is there a legitimate reason to bring some of these monuments down or maybe to add signage that explains context and such like that we'll get into that conversation uh tomorrow but i wanted you uh to hear at least uh, in part some of what the president had to say in his rally on thursday historic because it's really the first live rally of its kind in this coronavirus era. And the last point I'd make is, yeah, I know that the crowd size was a funny thing. I know that he had planned on addressing in person the overflow room, which wasn't required because not as many people showed up as he thought. And the TikTok folks and the Twitter folks are very, and Twitch, I think is the last one, are very excited and are taking credit for for the the diminished crowd size, and that's uh, funny. But don't get distracted by that. Pay attention to to the message that was shared. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be looking at another story surrounding the president, but this time in the form of a book. You know the book. It's due out tomorrow, written by John Bolton, former National Security Advisor. He granted an hour-long interview on ABC yesterday. I'm going to share with you some of those highlights and my thoughts next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.